The Cypher Film Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Cyphora Film Podcast. My name is Andy Walker and uh, for those of you that don't know, you don't know, but you do now because I just told you. Um, I'm here with my son Scott as per usual. Hello Scott. Hello there. And how are you? I don't know. I'm a bit. I'm a bit annoyed actually because I've only just realised it's raining here. Oh, I've raining. got loads of. I've got loads of washing out on the line. Ah, I've only just realised. Oh dear. Come on. Well, I must admit, I'm a little bit peed off to be honest uh, with with the fact that we had planned, or I had planned, because I saw the trailer to it and thought it looked absolutely bonkers fantastic uh we were we were originally going to do a review of the film tokyo gore police uh but unfortunately the only full copy of the film or copy of the full film that i could find on youtube uh which is what we try to look for so i can pass the uh things on so that everyone can watch them uh, is such a bad copy, it's so badly pixelated that when it comes to showing you the action in the film, everything just becomes a blurred screen of colours. You can't actually see anything that's going on. Um, yeah. So I didn't think I could sit through two hours of that without throwing something at the TV. So <laughs> I decided <laughs> that we would not do that this week. We will try at some point to see if maybe we can get a dvd copy of it just so that we can review it because i really would like to do that uh maybe next year maybe next year we could we could actually do some ones where we we sit and watch the films together on dvd and then record our um reviews together like we did right back at the start for the very first ever episode. Yeah. First ever episode, and then we weren't able to do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll wait to do that until they bring out the Banana Splits 2. <laughs> maybe not. I don't, I, know. I, I don't know. I've grown good now, but I probably still would watch it. Yeah. I'm yeah. Anyway, right. So uh, back to today. We have two short films, and we have we have got a feature film to do, um, and it is a mainstream sort of uh, feature film thing. Um, so let's start as we mean to go on. And the very first film is a short science fiction film from twenty twenty two called Goldilocks. Uh, this is written and directed by Blake Simon. Music by Daniel 
Irelida, I think, director of Giza, Arden Tai, or Tsai. The cast is Curtis Brechtholt, Krista Shandley, Daniel Van Thomas, Paul Statman, Glenn Bagwell, Curtis Beard, Paul Chitlick, and Shane Acker. The synopsis says, Ray Ashford, an astronaut on the Goldilocks missions, searches the stars for a new home. When a circuit failure in his ship threatens to jeopardise the mission and put in danger the lives of those he loves. Now, it's interesting this because the Goldilocks missions actually seems to have become something that a few people have made films about recently. And the idea is that it was, uh, it's, it's a proposed uh, series of um, unmanned, it's starting off with unmanned and then manned flights uh, to go to um, other planets, like um, starting off with like um, moons of some of the planets close to us, yeah. to see if any of them are possible, it's possible for us to colonize any of them. And then going to further afield to look in other galaxies and things or, or other star systems whatever to see if we can find a uh, a new home i worry though to be honest calling them goldilocks is, is, is tempting a bit because we don't really want to turn up there i think everything's wonderful and then have the free beers come on and find us in their bed um I, it would worry me. Yeah, I can see that point. Anyway, um, back to this film. <laughs> uh, I thought the the start of it was interesting. The way it started with like old clips and the, and the kind of um, giving you a bit of background as to what the whole thing is about and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's an interesting idea. Um, I I really I quite like it actually. I think it's very well made. It's a very serious film though yeah um and it does i, I think this, the set's well designed and all that kind of thing but it does uh, you know for the interior of the ship and all that sort of stuff it does for me have echoes of 2001 in a lot of places especially, yeah, too, especially where the where, where the computer started to talk to him and he's kind of arguing with the computer yeah I understand. I, I understand that. But I mean, what did you think? I, I've got to admit, I did like this. I, I agree with you. The set design was very well done. Um, I agree with you. The start of it was very well done. With the whole backstory, the sort of backstory of what was going on with that, actually, sort of over and over going over, sort of over the top of it. It was. Them like the explanation of going into space and doing the space explorations. Yeah, it was very. I don't know. I I sat there and I was I was watching it and I was I was doing what I normally do, which is pick a lot of holes in things. But I was sort of I was sitting there and there were things happening and things being questioned or not being questioned, but being said and being and um things going on that I sat there and was like, are you not 
going to sit and question this, not ask why one of the wires that he had to repair looked like it had been cut well. Yeah. Not, not like it just but looked like it had been purposely cut. Why the robot seemed so so sort of adamant not to find out what was going on. Yeah. And I just sat there like, you're not I know, obviously, like we said before, it's the scripts and they got yeah, one yeah. off it. But I sat there like, that would bother me. Yes. That would be one of my, if that was if that was happening to me, I'd be like, what? Um, what's happened? Why are you questioning this? What's going on? And but I said, like, I do agree with you. The the seriousness of the of the film, especially with um, when he's watching the videos back and getting the information back of the other missions. Yeah, very well done, and the the guy's emotion that he portrayed in it, when especially when he was listening to his wife's um, video, and yeah. then realizing that how late or how old the video was, very very well done. Um, I did. I sat there and I thought, I thought to myself when it landed, like well, the end bit of it, the way that it sort of contrasted into obviously the same scenes that at the beginning i was a bit confused with the beginning bit though because i obviously the way they do it and he then takes his helmet off and then it then cuts to him waking up yeah i first i don't know why maybe it's because i watched him on sci-fi thing but my brain automatically went well that's obviously a clone right instead of going or maybe they're jumping back yeah telling you about how but I said, I, I love, I did like it. It was very confusing in places, and I sat there and I was like, "Why are you not paying attention?" But yeah, I, said, I did really like everything about this, really. Yeah, I mean, as I say, it's a really well-made film, and it's a really interesting idea. That and I've, I've seen a couple of short films now that seem to be based on this idea of the Goldilocks missions, and they all seem to have this idea that they're going to go wrong, which I think is quite worrying, really. But um... yeah. Well... <laughs> The human race's sort of track record for anything going into space hasn't always been the best. No, even even now, even with the, yeah. the new um, thing to try and send rockets to the moon, they've screwed that up because of a hydrogen leak. But yeah. um, there you go. No, it's a good film and well worth a watch, I think. It's, it's, uh, it is good. It is. Okay, on to a slightly less serious thing. Kind of. <laughs> Um, this is going to be interesting, actually. Uh, second film is a new film from our old friends, Deformed Lunchbox, who we love their, their stuff. It's a 2022 film called Sneeze of Death. Uh, the cast for this is uh, Rush Kazi, Rush Kazi, I think it is, uh, Michael Malko. The synopsis for this says the tickle of a sneeze on a lonely night can sometimes end in tragedy. Yeah. Yes, and it does. Uh, what did you think? Well, I went into this, obviously, as I would say before, we've done a lot of before Mudbugs' stuff and we love their stuff. Love their stuff. I went into this with quite high hopes of what to expect. Yeah. And yeah, they didn't fail. They didn't fail to amaze me. But okay, yeah, the the it twisted the bit of it, and it really it sort of shocked me a bit. Is the part where she brings the grill out, and I thought, oh, I know where this is going. 
yeah, knowing yeah. the before lunchbox and stuff, and sort of twist with that, and I was like, what? And it confused me a bit. But I can't pick fault in their films. It's I really yeah. liked it. Okay. Oh. I. Hmm. No, no. I mean, don't get me wrong. Once again, I think I've made a fantastic-looking film uh, with a sense of humour and great effects and all that kind of stuff. The, the stuff that we always know they're going to do. But it's the first one of their films that I've got a bit of an issue with and a bit of a problem with. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm not sure about it. My issue is with the whole scene of her boyfriend committing suicide yeah i understand i know you don't actually see him do it yeah it's but it's implied and it's obvious what he's done what he's done and what's going on yeah and my issue i think with it is i i have a problem with the depiction of suicide in a humorous film yeah and I know, don't get me wrong, I mean, the, you know, it's, it's, I mean, yes, it has humor in it, but it's also horrific, and, and in the same way as a lot of their other films are. But I think it's just, I think it's just, for me, suicide is a very serious thing, and it's very difficult to put that on something. And, and do you know what I mean? It's just, yeah, I, yeah, no, I, I understand what you mean. I... I've got to admit, it is, when I watched it, I, was, I sat in it, did shock me a bit, the fact that it was done. It, it, I get what you're saying, and I, I do sort of feel the same, but I, I don't know, it's, it's, I think it's dependent I, on the person, obviously, but it, I get what you, what you mean. I mean, I, I don't know how to feel about it, because to feel otherwise, I mean, it, it's, an, it's an excellently made film. The effects are brilliant. Um, and apart from that scene, that one little bit, I really like it. Mm. So it's really difficult for me because I don't know. I really don't know how I feel about this, really, because because of that, I feel a bit kind of, you know. Yeah. I mean, maybe yeah, maybe I'm being a bit oversensitive to it or something, but I I just. No, I do agree with you a bit. The whole subject matter of that is is a very hard one to do, especially, like I said, in a humorous film. Um, it is a very, very controversial subject anyway. Yeah. But I don't know. It's yeah, I think it's a it's it's one for everyone to make their own opinion on. Obviously people there are gonna be people out there that have the same opinion as you that it shouldn't have a place in a film like this, or to be honest, in any sort of film. But it could be people out there that sort of. I I can see that there is a place for it in a story if the if the storyline requires that maybe. But I'm not sure about it being in this film because because it, partly because it, it does have a certain amount of humour in the in the rest of it. Um, maybe not as much as some of their others. Yeah. Or not as much like obvious in your face humor. Um, I don't know. I, I, I've, I'm really torn with this one. It's, it's, it really kind of like I wasn't expecting that to be there, and I wasn't expecting to feel that kind of conflicted in my head about whether I like it or not. Yeah, it's it's a difficult one. 
but it is a well-made film that looks good. The acting is good, that you know, and they make great films. And and you know, and there's, there's a great film on on their on their channel called Cookies, which isn't quite a horror film really, so we haven't bothered doing it. But that's a really good film as well. So, you know, I mean, yeah. Everybody watching, go and check them out. As we've said before, go and check out different lunch They do some brilliant films, and maybe it's just me overreacting to this to this thing because of the way I feel about that subject. Yeah, difficult to say. Okay, so let's get on to our feature film instead of doing uh, Tokyo Gore Police, and this is nothing like it in any way, shape, or form. Uh, this is a film called Devil's Gate. Uh, it's actually from 2017, although the copy of that that we found on YouTube um, says it's 2020. Uh, now, this is uh, listed as being a horror sci-fi thriller, which, uh, yeah, not sure about the thriller part, but I could see the horror on sci-fi. Um, the writer and director is Clay St uh, Staub. Uh, this is the only film he's written... Uh, the only sorry, yes, yeah, the only film that is written and directed, but he has worked on other films uh, as a, a sort of cinematographer and in different parts. Yeah. Um, Co-writer is a guy called Peter Alpolo, who uh, has written for video games and short short films in two thousand twenty tens, but other than that, hasn't written for film or anything else. Now the cast. Uh, the lead, lead actress, Amanda Shaw, this is her first film. She's done short films and TV work in the early 2000s, 2010s, but this is the only thing she's ever done film-wise. Yeah. Um, we've got Sean Ashmore. Now, Sean Ashmore is quite well known. Uh, he did some TV and short stuff in the 90s, 2000s, 2010s, and 2020s. He was in X-Men in 2000. Wolf Girl in 2001, X-Men 2, X-Men United in 2003, X-Men The Last Stand 2006, Solstice 2007, The Ruins 2008, Hatchet 2 in 2010, Mother's Day 2010, The Day in 2011, The Barons 2012, X-Men Days of Future Past 2014, Aftermath 2021 and The Freefall 2021. And we have uh, Milo Ventimiglia, I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, TV and shorts in the 90s, 2010s, 2010s, and 2020s. He was in uh, Cursed in 2005, Stay Alive 2006, The Gate, oh, sorry, Gamer 2009, The Divide 2011, Kiss of the Damned 2012, Static 2012. Uh, Breaking at the Edge 2013. Uh, and we have Bridget Regan, who, again, hasn't done any films before, but did uh, TV and shorts in 2000s, 2010s, 2020s. And we have Jonathan Frakes, who a few of you might know, uh, did <laughs> TV and shorts work in the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s and 2020s. And he is, he, apart from his directing work, which he's done a fair amount of as well, he is known for acting in the following films. Star Trek Generations, 1994, Star Trek First Contact, 1996, Star Trek Insurrection, 1998, and Star Trek Nemesis in 20, uh, 2002. 
He, of course, plays Commander Riker. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I think that's it. Is it? Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, synopsis for this film says, Seeking a missing woman in North Dakota, an FBI agent and a sheriff focus her on her religious zealot husband, but discover something far more sinister. Yeah. I will say, start off with that the, for some reason, which I couldn't quite work out, the uh, version that I, we, we watched, uh, which I found the link for on YouTube, for some reason, I don't understand why, when um, name uh, names of places or anything came up, it had the it had uh, subtitles come up showing you what the the uh, signs were saying in Spanish. Yeah, I did. it was in English, and there yeah. were no other subtitles. I don't so know. I understand what that was about. No. <laughs> so, what did you think? A bit conflicted. Okay. I liked the film. Right. But it confused me a lot more than it probably should have done. Okay. Um the whole the whole talk he does at the beginning. Oh I say when when we first started watching it, I sat there and I thought to myself, the way that it, it was shown, it was gonna be another sort of sort of backwater turn there was going to be this guy that sort of goes a bit loopy and starts having a bit of a murder spree yep i thought okay it's another one of them um obviously then when the police turn or the fbi agent and the sheriff deputy turn up and it starts unraveling from there <laughs> it confused the life out of me it started off them talking about um angels and demons which i thought okay it's very going to be very religious there's going to be some sort of hidden religion religious meaning in this yeah and then it obviously twisted again and the way things went and i don't know i i i sat there and said afterwards to amy but it's not a film that i would have watched on my own like i wouldn't have made the choice anything that I could have watched. I'm going, oh, this, this could be interesting. Right. I'm glad I've watched it. Yeah. I'm quite happy to watch it again. And I think I definitely will because I need to know whether or not I miss something or whether or not it helps knowing a bit more and then watching it again and maybe a bit more understanding. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I, bet I would definitely watch it again. I think well, the thing about it is... I quite like it because of what it because it what it does. It starts off very much, as you say, like a horror, like the very typical sort of like I was expecting some kind of like um almost a slasher type thing of as you say, you know, like yeah. in in this sort of like farm in the middle of nowhere and he's gone a bit loopy and he goes he starts killing the locals and all this kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, and and the, the uh, yeah, you get the impression that maybe the local sheriff is trying to cover it up. Or whatever yeah um i thought the beginning of the film was absolutely brilliant what a great way to start a film it's, it's great to start off with some with a good kill right at the beginning yeah well, i did i'd sat there and i was like oh, okay it's all half paying attention really but i was watching it and that happened and i sat there like 
what the yeah like it proper took me by surprise so that's what made me think oh this is going to be a bit slashery or whatever you know yeah it was quite oh good this could be quite interesting um it was all right and then it, it turns very sci-fi and as you say it goes through this whole sort of angels and demons thing when i thought was still thinking horror i was yeah. thinking oh well maybe he thinks he's possessed or whatever or he's a you know the other everybody else is possessed and he's the avenging angel or whatever and as you say it, it changes and it goes completely sci-fi yeah uh, but it still feels like a horror film yeah i think it's really good because it's still got the atmosphere and the and the kind of foreboding that you get with a horror film which is really clever yeah um, the thing one of the things i noticed is that there were three points in it where the film seemed to jump um when his wife is deposited by the these aliens or whatever yeah on the ground he runs towards her and the agent is left by the door and then all of a sudden they're right by the side of her and the agent's putting a coat around her because she's naked on the floor yeah and i think it who somebody has edited that either it was edited by the person who put it up or it's a version that was edited so that the you didn't see the naked body could be and then um a bit later when they find they find the dog dead it jumps again they show the dog dead and the camera starts to move in just a little bit and then all of a sudden they're back inside the house yeah and it's like oh okay so they've jumped that so you don't see all of the blood and guts from the dog being dead and then it does it again um when at the end when the wife shoots the dead yeah actually see him getting shot so i didn't think about that so i think it, it jumped three times which is a little bit annoying but i think it's a good film even in spite of that yeah um there was i mean i did question at first and then he explained it later on why has he got a massive cage in his basement yeah. <laughs> Why would you have that in your basement? And then he explains it later on when he says that his dad used to keep fighting dogs. Yeah. But even then <laughs> that cage is very big. Yeah. <laughs> but even then if it was his dad, why is it still there? It's, just... it's, it's floor to ceiling as well. You wouldn't need it floor to ceiling no. fighting dogs. <laughs> um and of course, like most films, American films especially do the end of it is is left completely for a sequel um yeah. now i don't know if they've ever made a sequel and i don't think they have and i don't necessarily know if it would be any good if they did because it would probably have less of a budget because this one didn't do exceptionally well no but i don't think it's a bad film actually i think it's pretty good it, as i say it's it's um it's got that kind of that atmosphere and feeling that you get from a horror film, but it's a sci-fi, which is very clever yeah. to keep that atmosphere all the way through. And I thought the effects and the makeup were fantastic. Yeah, the the the, the effects and the makeup and the, the costume design of the creatures, I thought, were very well done. Absolutely. I mean, it obviously had a bit of money in it because of the fact that, you know, I mean... Jonathan Frakes was in this just as an actor. He didn't actually do anything about the making of it at all. Um, and like Sean Ashmore's done a few big name films. So 
and and some quite you know impressive TV work as well. You know, he, he was in um, Warehouse Thirteen and Fringe and things like that. You know, yeah. so it's it's not like he's he's done nothing. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I I quite liked it. Um, as you say, it's a film that I kind of looked at and thought, oh, that looks like it might be interesting. And yeah. I put it on a sort of like a possibility list for you know, for doing it at some point. Yeah. And then when the whole thing went sideways with taking a gore police, I thought, well, well, I'll grab that one. You know, I'll take that off the list and we'll put that in there. Um, but it's 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 not a bad film. And it's it's um to say well made and worth worth having a look at. It is. I'd just say like I said it's not one that I would I would have gone out of my way to watch. It's not one that I sort of, if I'd had a choice to sat there, I wouldn't have sat there and gone, do you know what, yeah. Like I said, I have, I am glad that I've watched it and I will quite happily watch it again. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Right. So there you go. I mean, you've got Goldilocks, uh, which is a good, well made film, um, depending on your attitude towards uh, sci fi films in general and, and that kind of. Uh, type of sci-fi film i think it'd be quite enjoyable to watch well i don't know about enjoyable but it would be interesting to watch uh then we have the um deformed lunchbox uh film sneeze of death which you know we're a bit we're a bit sort of uh not sure about well i'm a bit not sure about yeah. you're, you're okay with it's just um you know, I don't know, but check it out, it's worth it. And finally, uh, Devil's Gate, which is you know, it's it's not it's not a it's not an earth shattering sort of film that's going to change your life or is like a, a, a massive moment in cinema, you know, cinema history, but it's not a bad film, not a bad film to watch. So, uh, check them out, as they say. Um, next week, all things being equal. We will be doing some different films. And um I was thinking of doing Zombievers, but I'm not sure I could take that down. <laughs> um I, I watched I watched the, the uh trailer for Zombievers and I thought, I don't know, it's it's a bit mm. but what I thought we'd do actually next week is is a good family sci-fi romp next week. Not a horror sci-fi, but a family sci-fi romp. Go back to something I watched when I, I don't know how old I was when I watched it. I'm not sure what year it came out. Uh, the Last Starfighter. The hey. Last Starfighter. It must have been 80s, I would have thought, something like that. Because I remember seeing that at the same sort of time as I saw Enemy Mine, I think. But uh, there you go. Yeah. So we'll be doing that next week uh, with some other stuff and think two shorts and that and that sort of thing. Thank you very much, Scott, for being here and all that kind of stuff. It's OK. I'm glad that I could be part of it. I'm glad you could be part of it, too. Um, as I say, maybe maybe next year we'll we'll try going for at least a few face-to-face -face things where we can actually meet each other and do yeah. things in the same room. That'd be weird. Yeah, it would be weird. And we could watch the film and then record this straight afterwards. Yeah. Like we did with that first one. <laughs> yeah. All those many moons ago. Yeah, many, all that long time ago. All right. 
thank you very much for everyone for a good day to you. For Yenya Mathnagolo, a Yenya State Story, a State Names for his course. When a Benzikolaba or Fordium Fuskawan, Wuhaya, Wuhaya, Emma, of course. And if you would like that translated, please find somebody who speaks gibberish. Um, thank you very much to everybody for watching, listening. Um, are receiving it in semaphore or via electric shock and uh, we will be back again next time that we're back again uh, and I want to actually before we go I want to issue a um, an apology um, for the fact that uh, some of the podcasts on the Thrave Productions channel have uh, on channels have been uh, put out in slightly the wrong order. Uh, this is due to a bout of stupidity on behalf of the uh, on the part of the people who upload the um, podcasts, and uh, it will be rectified as soon as we can find out who's responsible and <laughs> we uh, crucify them in the backyard. Thank you very much for watching, and we will see you again soon. Bye. Bye. The Cyphora Film Podcast.